0: Toronto, Canada, a city with a population close to 3 million people. In Toronto, you have the Blue Jays. Now when you think of the modern day Blue Jays, I'm certain your mind goes to Vladdy Jr. or Bo Bichette, maybe even George Springer or Kevin Gosman. I was honestly a huge Teoscar Hernandez fan before they traded into Seattle. The era of Blue Jays baseball before the current one had some heavy hitters too. I know everyone remembers Jose Bautista and Edwin Encarnacion. Together, they created a potent lineup that struck fear in their pitchers everywhere. Speaking of pitching, for a period of a few seasons, the Jays had a 6'1", 210-pound softball who was a quality starter in their rotation. He brought stability to the team and when healthy, had the ability to throw some quality innings. Join me today as we take a trip down memory lane and revisit the pretty good career of Ricky Romero. What's up guys? Thank you so much for tuning in and giving the show a chance. This is the MLB Hall of Pretty Good Podcast. For anyone unfamiliar, this is a podcast where we take those players who maybe weren't MVPs or Cy Young winners, but did have success, and we revisit their careers. The MLB is full of guys who without a doubt had talent, but for whatever reason, aren't talked about these days. Our goal here is to put a spotlight on players who help myself, as well as others, develop a love for this amazing sport. Making the MLB is a huge accomplishment, and having success while in the show is nearly impossible. So, all these guys definitely deserve some recognition. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to check out old episodes as well as look for new ones. Every Sunday, we pick a player and cover their whole career. And for many episodes during occasional weekdays, we pick an individual season and go over it in great detail. You can find the show on Instagram and TikTok at MLB Hall of Good Podcast. I post a lot of nostalgic MLB content if you're interested. Now, without wasting any more of my time or yours, let's get into the career of Ricky Romero. Bay's at third, Smokes at second, and Ackley's at first. Right back to Romero, he's got a chance for a play at the plate. He gets it to Aaron Sevier for Sevilla. Four- Ricky Romero was born on November 6, 1984 in East Los Angeles, California. Romero spent his first three years of high school attending Garfield High in East LA. For his senior season, he attended Theodore Roosevelt High School, which is also located in LA. It was founded in 1922 and has a motto that states, don't flinch, don't foul, hit the line hard. The school typically has an enrollment of about 1,200 students. He had a very nice senior season there, going 12 and one with an ERA of 0.53. That's right he was putting up a sub-1 ERA as a senior in high school. Because of this amazing showing, he was named LA City Section Co-Player of the Year as well as Eastern League co MVP. It's obvious to everyone at this point that Romero is a beast and might really have a future in baseball. After high school, Ricky Romero made the decision to play college baseball at Cal State Fullerton. He was absolutely vital to this team having a big hand in their 2004 national title win in the College World Series. Romero actually pitched and won game one of the College World Series against Texas that year. He was then selected to the all-tournament team and even played for the U.S. national team. While playing for the national team, he was fantastic, going 3-1 with an ERA of 1.57. After such a successful tenure in college, MLB teams were extremely interested in Romero. The Blue Jays wound up taking him in the first round at 6th overall in the 2005 MLB Draft. Ricky Romero was actually the first pitcher taken in this draft. The top 5 players taken in 2005 were Justin Upton at number 1 to the Diamondbacks, Alex Gordon went 2nd to the Royals, Jeff Clement went 3rd to the Seattle Mariners, Ryan Zimmerman went 4th to the Washington Nationals, and Ryan Braun went 5th to the Milwaukee Brewers. Then. As we said before, Ricky Romero went 6th to the Blue Jays. Immediately after Romero, Troy Tulowitzki was taken 7th by the Colorado Rockies. Some other notable first-round selections in 2005 were Mike Pelfrey at 9, Cameron Maben at 10, Andrew McCutcheon went 11th, Jay Bruce went 12th, Cliff Pennington went 21st, Jacoby Ellsbury went 23rd, Matt Garza went 25th, and Colby Rasmus went 28th. That's a first round full of guys who would make big contributions in the MLB during their respective careers. Some draft guys who were nice non-first round picks, you know, kind of steals in the draft, include Chase Headley, Brett Gardner, former Rookie of the Year award winner Jeremy Hellickson, Michael Brantley, Sergio Romo, and former World Series MVP Steve Pierce. Upon being drafted, Ricky Romero signed with the Blue Jays for $2.1 million and was assigned to the Auburn Double Days. He actually only appeared in one game for them, pitching a scoreless two innings before being moved up to the Dunedin Blue Jays. He started in eight games with them, going 1-0 with an ERA of 3.82. That's a pretty good performance for the -the at-the-time 20-year-old. The 2006 and 2007 seasons saw Romero be a little inconsistent. In 2006, while pitching for the New Hampshire Fisher Cats, he went 2-7 with an ERA of 5.08. He didn't fare much better with the Fisher Cats in an 18 start stint in 2007 either, going 3 6 with an ERA of 4.89. Most of these issues with his performance could be attributed to shoulder and elbow problems though. In 2008, he was much more healthy and once again pitched for the Fisher Cats in New Hampshire. He went 5 5 with a 4.96 ERA. Eventually during the 2008 season, he was actually called up the Triple A Syracuse. He fared pretty well there going three and three with an area of 3.38 across seven starts with the squad. In 2009, Ricky Romero had a very strong spring training. This was such the case that manager Cito Gaston announced that Romero had officially earned a spot in the Toronto Blue Jays starting rotation. This was a starting rotation that at the time was led by future Hall of Famer, Roy Halladay. On April 9th, 2009, the former first round pick Ricky Romero would make his major league debut the blue jays were facing the detroit tigers and future cy young award winner rick porcello was actually making his major league debut on this same very day this is really cool because it's the first time in mlb history that two former first round picks faced each other in their mlb debuts that's definitely a fun fact to keep in your back pocket the starting lineups for this double debut were as followed so on this day the blue jays rolled out a lineup of marco scudo leading off at shortstop Aaron Hill at second base, batting second. Alex Rios hit third and played right. Batting cleanup was Vernon Wells, who got the start in center field. Adam Lind hit fifth and DH'd. Joey Batts, Jose Bautista hit sixth and played third base. Lyle Overbay hit seventh and played first. Michael Barrett did the catching and hit eighth. And Travis Snyder hit last and played in left field. For the Tigers, they went with the Grandy Man, Curtis Granderson leading off in center. Marcus Thames hit second and played left. Maglio Orduñez hit third. Miguel Cabrera hit cleanup and played first. Carlos Guillen DH'd. Brandon Inge played third. Matt Trainer did the catching and hit seventh. Ramon Santiago played second and hit eighth. And Adam Everett hit last and played shortstop. And like we discussed earlier, Rick Porcello got the start for the Tigers in his major league debut. It would be our boy Ricky Romero though who would come out on top in his major league debut. He shined, going six innings and allowing two runs while striking out five. His first career strikeout came against the third batter he ever faced, Maglio Ordonez. He got Ordonez to fan on five pitches to finish off his first ever MLB inning. Rick Porcello would go four innings for the Tigers and give up four runs. The Blue Jays would eventually get the 6-2 victory. Ricky Romero had earned his first ever major league win and his first ever major league start. Ricky Romero's next start though, would be even better In a game against the Minnesota Twins, he went eight innings, only giving up two runs. Sadly, the Blue Jays would eventually drop the game three to two though, resulting in Romero receiving a no decision despite his great effort. In his third career start against the Oakland Athletics, Ricky Romero absolutely balled out. He went out and shoved for seven innings while not giving up a single run. His ability to not give up any runs was vital for the Jays in this game, as they went on to a very narrow one to nothing win. Through Ricky Romero's first three MLB starts, he's sitting pretty at 2-0 with an ERA of 1.71. He was looking elite out there on the mound. Unfortunately though, his hot start would eventually be halted to a stop, as on April 20th, Romero had to go on the 15-day DL due to suffering a strained right oblique. This is interesting though, because this injury was actually sustained because Ricky tried to hold in a violent sneeze. So moral of the story, never try to hold in your sneezes, I guess. After recovering and going on a brief rehab assignment, Ricky Romero was back in action and ready to roll. Romero did struggle in his two starts during the month of May, sadly, giving up 10 runs in 9 and a third innings. He would right the ship once again in June, though, particularly on the 26th where he hurled 7 shutout innings and an eventual win against the Phillies. It was truly a great outing by the rookie. On July 1st, he had another standout performance. In a start against the Tampa Bay Rays, he went out and gave his team 8 innings of 7 strikeouts, shutout baseball. The Blue Jays went on to win the game with a score of 5-0. Ricky Romero's 2009 rookie season turned out to be a pretty good one by the time it was all said and done. His final numbers on the year were a record of 13-9 with an ERA of 4.30. He got 29 starts and threw 178 innings. He also had an ERA plus of 103. His control was a bit of an issue though as he did walk 79 batters. Control would be something that Ricky Romero did struggle with for most of his career. The Blue Jays finished the season with a record of 75 and 87 and unfortunately missed the playoffs. While I'm sure that was obviously disappointing, at least Ricky Romero showed out enough to have people excited about his future in Toronto. Ricky Romero looked to approve upon his rookie campaign in the 2010 season and luckily, he was able to do just that. He wound up going 14-9 and with an ERA of 3.73. One thing I liked most about this season from Romero was his durability. He pitched in 32 games and threw 210 innings. It's really impressive to be able to take the mound pretty much every fifth day and go fairly deep in the baseball games. He was averaging over 6 innings a start, which is pretty good, without a doubt. In the start against the White Sox on April 13th, Ricky Romero shined, going eight innings while striking out a career-high 12 batters. On May 10th, Romero accomplished a huge feat, hurling his first-ever complete game shutout in an eventual 6-0 win against the Texas Rangers. Romero also tied his career-high in strikeouts that day with, once again, 12. This was a really strong season from him, where it looked like he was really starting to put it all together at the Major League level. For a young player something you want to see on a season to season basis is improvement and ricky romero was certainly improving the blue jays in 2010 also improved going 85 and 77. unfortunately for the jays though the al east this season was really tough it was a really tough division to succeed in and they only managed to finish in fourth place 2011 though was going to be a big year for ricky romero in just more than one way he was great in april that season ending the first month of the young season with a 2-3 record and an ERA of 3. Romero continued his nice season all throughout the summer. In the June 15th start against the Baltimore Orioles, Ricky got the win after he went 8 innings and once again struck out 12 batters, tying his career high. He even managed to get his first base hit off of pitcher Kyle McClellan in a game against the Cardinals on June 26th, it being a single that drove in two runs. Oh yeah, he also pitched a complete game shutout this very same game. Romero is essentially Shohei Ohtani. I bet in high school, Shohei Ohtani probably had posters of Ricky Romero on his wall. In July of 2011, All-Star time for the MLB rolled around. Initially, Ricky Romero did not receive an All-Star selection, but due to Red Sox pitcher John Lester being injured at the time, his spot was then given to Romero. For the first and what would be the only time of his career, Ricky Romero was an MLB All-Star, and honestly, it was much deserved. Up to that point of the season, he was 7-8 with an ERA of 3.09. Romero had been consistent and durable all season, and in turn was rewarded for his efforts. After the All-Star break, Ricky Romero was fairly dominant, even better than he was in the first half. He went 8-3 in 14 starts with an ERA of 2.72. Romero finished the season with a 15-9 record and an ERA of 2.92. He pitched in 225 innings and struck out a career-high 178 batters. His fit was 4.20 and he had a whip of 1.138. His ERA plus was also an impressive 146. He was even rewarded for a spectacular season by placing 10th in that year's AL Cy Young voting. The top five vote getters that season were Justin Verlander who won the award, Jared Weaver finished second, big game James Shields was third, CeCe Sabathia was fourth, and closer Jose Valverde rounded out the top five. For Romero, Finishing in the top 10 of the voting had to have been a huge accomplishment. The Toronto Blue Jays finished that season at 81-81 and 81 and even 500, and once again missed the playoffs. Heading into the 2012 season, Pretty Ricky was the ace of the Blue Jays staff and was promptly named their opening day starter. For his opening day start against the Cleveland Indians, he went five innings and gave up four earned runs. Not the best opening day start, but the Blue Jays did eventually win the game 7-4. It had to have been a huge honor to start the team's opener. Romero then went on to win each of his next three starts. Sadly, this would not be a great season for Romero though. He was able to get a lot of victories early on, initially going 8-1. His other numbers didn't look great though, and it eventually all caught up to him. In the second half of the season, he went 1-10 with a 6.62 ERA in 14 starts. During July through October of 2012, Batters hit 334 against him. It was really a struggle and clear to everyone that something had to be up with him. Ricky Romero later revealed that he had been experiencing knee pain throughout the season, and this definitely could have contributed to his performance issues because it's nearly impossible to be a productive pitcher with knee pain. Think about when they make that stride to the plate, that's all the pressure right there on their knees. So I can see how that would affect his pitching. Unfortunately, 2013 wouldn't turn out to be any better for Romero, and it would actually be his last with the Jays, as well as his last season in the MLB. While previously being the Jays' opening day starter and ace of the rotation, he'd been knocked down to the team's 5th starter in 2013. Instead of this actually happening though, as it was reported by manager John Gibbons that he would be the team's 5th starter, he was instead optioned to the minor leagues just before the season began. Romero had stated that he was dealing with numerous injuries at the time, including pain in his left side that forced him to put pressure on his already hurt knees. He spent time in extended spring training as well as starting in a minor league game before the Blue Jays called him back up to the team on May 3rd. His first start wasn't too great, going four innings and giving up three earned runs. In his next start though, the wheels really kind of fell off. He only pitched a third of an inning against the Rays, giving up four hits, two walks, and three earned runs. Unfortunately, this would be Romero's last MLB start. After the game, he was optioned back down to AAA. On June 1st, the Toronto Blue Jays even outrighted him off the 40-man roster in order to make room for Ramon Ortiz. Spending the next few months in AAA, things once again didn't go too well for Romero. In 22 starts with them, he went 5-8 with an ERA of 5.78. Once the rosters expanded in September, Romero was once again brought up to the Blue Jays' roster. He came in for two relief appearances with the team, and they weren't great, honestly. He went for two innings in his first go at it against the Angels and gave up one run, and then in his final appearance, he gave up two runs in an inning against the Orioles on September 25th. Ryan Flaherty had gotten to him, hitting a two-run shot off of Romero. This would actually turn out to be Ricky Romero's final MLB appearance. In 2014, the Blue Jays did invite Ricky Romero back to their spring training camp, He wound up walking 9 batters in a little over 10 innings though and didn't make the Major League roster. In June of that year, he underwent knee surgery that ended his season. It turns out he had actually been pitching with a torn quadricep in both knees. No wonder his production wasn't where it once was. Romero began the 2015 season on the minor league DL due to his injuries. The Blue Jays decided that they had seen enough though, and sadly, they released him on April 25th. Just a short time later, he would latch on with another club though, signing a minor league deal with the Giants on May 9th. He was later assigned to their Arizona Rookie League team and things frustratingly didn't go well with them either. He had four starts and went 0-2 with a 5.62 ERA. 2016 saw him sign another minor league deal with the Giants. Still battling injuries, he only threw eight innings for the entire season. And it's really sad to see injuries potentially rob Romero of a successful big league career. After 2016, he'd signed a final minor league deal with the Giants, but was released in April of 2017. That would be the last time he'd get picked up by an MLB team in any capacity. His career wasn't quite over though. Following his release from the Giants, he signed with the Mexican league team known as the Toros de Tijuana. While he there, he made 12 relief appearances and had an ERA of 5.40. After a stint in the Mexican league, Romero didn't pitch professionally again. On December 31, 2018, he officially retired, ending a successful but all-too-short big league career. For his MLB time, Ricky Romero went 51-45 with an ERA of 4.16. He pitched in 129 career games and started in 127 of those. He threw 801 in the third innings while striking out 622 career hitters. He had a career ERA of 103, indicating he was 3% above league average during his time in the MLB. Control was often an issue for him. In 2010, he led the league in wild pitches, and in 2012, he led the league in base on balls allowed. When he was on it though, he was great. He compiled a career war of 9.9. His 2011 All-Star campaign saw him put up a war of 6.4 in that season alone. That's really impressive. All things considered, Ricky Romero had without a doubt a pretty good career. It really looks like his body just couldn't handle the workload of a constant 32-start, 200-inning season. Very few people actually can. It does hurt knowing that he just missed out on being a part of that 2015 Blue Jays team after he was one of the few successful pieces on some teams that always missed the playoffs. Unfortunately, he never got the opportunity to appear in a postseason game. Until injuries got to him, Ricky Romero was a good and productive pitcher. His 2011 season was excellent, and he had a couple of other successful seasons as well. The Lefty was a big part of an era of Toronto baseball and definitely deserves to be remembered. Ricky Romero, thank you for being a big part of my childhood and helping me develop a love for the game of baseball. You will always have a fan in me as well as all the listeners of the show. Well, guys, that was the Hall of Pretty Good podcast, where we just covered the pretty good career of Ricky Romero. He really was a pretty good pitcher until the injuries got to him. If you like what you heard, be sure to check out older episodes as well as look out for new ones weekly. You can find the show on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. You can also find me on Instagram and TikTok at Podcast.